most used hashtag is LGN or a neon arm sleeve is part of your game day wardrobe, you know orange and blue things. And this is an orange and blue thing with Darren Meenan and Brian Ernie. Now. Do it. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5 of an orange and blue thing, Darren Meenan by my right. I am Brian Ernie, thanks for hopping on board with us in this, our 5th episode already of orange and blue thing, can't believe that. If you're watching on Facebook Live, thanks for tuning in, do us a favor and hit that share link right on the right hand side of the post, help us spread the word about the show and put us in your friend's timeline, do all that good stuff. If you're listening later on iTunes, hey we're on iTunes, congratulations, thanks for downloading the show. Uh, do us a favor and uh, subscribe to the program and also rate it. We look very favorably on those who talk well of us, so rate it as high as you can or as high as you think we deserve. Uh, Darren, it is 17 days until Pitchers and Catchers report. Next days. Next days away. How are you feeling, man? How's your week been? It's doing all right. I mean, I'm still on this this uh, workout thing, so I'm still drinking vodka all right. for the show, but... Before you know, before we uh, dive in, we fr- well don't take a sip yet, even though I just did. We got cheers and give a shout out to David Wright. We're both actually I have it zipped up, but right. we're both rocking David Wright apparel tonight. This is a throwback captain shirt. If you're listening to this afterwards, you have no idea what we're wearing, but a captain T-shirt for me. Brian's rocking the the pinstripe Wright jersey. Shout out to D Wright. I doubt he watches this, but shout out to D Wright. Um, yeah, I mean we've just been trying to get through the the off season. We got, got QBC coming up this weekend, so. We're still in baseball mode, even though it's not baseball season. So there's always something to talk about. That's what this whole show is about. Orange and blue things that Mets fans might care about. So yeah, like you said, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing and rating and sharing and liking on Facebook. We're just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Brian and I are Mets fans, and we know if you watch this, you're a Mets fan or listen to it, you're a Mets fan. So thank you for everything. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is going on this week? Anything with you? Well, nothing too much with me. Um, we get, It was exciting because the baby slept through the night for the first time on Sunday. Dude, me too. I forgot to tell you. She really? slept till 7 a.m. a couple days ago. Oh, my gosh. And it felt like a vacation. We woke up, and I was like, holy shit, like, is she okay? Like, I went in just to make sure she was still breathing. But Dude, on Sunday night, it's the same thing. I woke up at 2.30. I checked, like, the little belly, you know, going yeah, yeah, up yeah. and down. Like, all right, it's okay. The same thing. Same how old thing. is he now? Uh, three months. Yeah, my daughter's yeah. 20 months, so, I mean... you. Where I'm a little bit ahead of you. When they're both older, they're going to seem like the same age. But now it's yeah. like every month they change so much. So so much. She usually sleeps until like 5.30. So when she got up at 7 the other day, I was like ecstatic. Oh my gosh. But- it's cra- it's it's honestly just crazy. We were uh, not to bog you down in our in our parents talking, but it is crazy how much they change. I was looking, I was clearing up old photos, and it's like you look at him from when he's like two, three days old. And it's like, oh my gosh, Do you have time hop? So- I don't, I don't. Oh wow! So I, on, on something like that, you could see the drastic changes, yeah. like from like last year to today. You know what I mean? It changes yeah. so much. But um, not an orange and blue thing, but an, an unfortunate news in yeah. the baseball world. We had two players pass away on the same day. So, I mean, I don't even know what to say about that, but it's, it's horrible. Um, the news came out a few days ago, and, and, and um, let me put this up here. Sorry for, for uh, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, 
the MLB, these are the, the tweets they posted. If you're listening to it afterwards, we've got it on the screen here. But uh, Marte and Ventura both passed away way, too, way, way, way too young. Such promising um, careers for both of them. And, and to be taken away from us this, this soon is just a tragedy. Yeah, it's, it's a real shame. Obviously, they, they pass in very similar ways, both in car accidents and in the Dominican and on the same day. Um, Andy Marte, for, for those of you who aren't familiar with him, this was – one, he was one of the premier uh, third base prospects in baseball. Uh, of I uh, really all prospects in baseball when he was with the Indians, um, and, and really just kind of didn't pan out at the major league level. Um, and of course, Jordano Ventura. I mean, I just even as a Mets fan, I have so many so many good memories of him. Uh, game six of the 2014 World Series, forcing uh, Game seven against the Giants. Uh, he pitched seven shutout innings that night. Um, he pitched Game Six that got him to the 2015 World Series and, and made um, the Royals our opponents and won that. Uh, I don't know if he officially got the win, but helped the Royals win that game and win their second straight pennant. Of course, he started Game Three um, at, at City Field, which is the first World Series game ever at City Field. Um, it, it's just it's too soon for these guys. It's such a shame. Three in the last year, you know. Like. Yeah, and with with Jose Fernandez, and then if you go back further, um, who was Jordano Ventura's very good friend, Oscar Tavares. Uh, it's just it's too much, man. It, it's a shame. Anytime, no matter the circumstances, uh, somebody loses their life this young, it, it's it's heartbreaking. So 100%. you know, you know, prayers and and thoughts to their families and to you know, obviously the baseball families that come with them with the Royals. The Indians, the Pirates, um, you know, our condolences there. And, uh, and, and, you know, just gone too soon. It's a shame. Absolutely. Um, so as we do each week, not to just change the subject completely off that, you know, obviously horrible news, but um, we do, we're switching it up. Yeah. Because in, in the past, you know, in the past, we've only had four episodes. And the first one, we didn't even do this. So in the, in the three previous episodes, we've been doing Tweet and uh, follow of the week only on Twitter, but a lot of people that watch this or listen to it don't even have Twitter. So we're expanding the horizons a little bit to yeah. the whole social media world. So we're, we're switching it up a little bit. So each week we might pick a Facebook follow, we might pick an Instagram, we might might pick um, a Twitter. So this week switching it up slightly, and um, I'll get to my post of the week here first. And it's only from last night. So I had something else picked and I actually axed it and got to this one. So if you're if you're listening, there's a tweet on the screen here from a girl named Christina who I guess has Tinder, and she got on the topic of the Mets with I don't know I guess do you, have you ever seen Tinder? We're both like yeah. The game has changed so much since I've been single that it I, just seems like uh, fishing with dynamite now. Oh my god! It seems so easy to to. Uh, to be a single person in 2017. But I remember waiting for girls I like to sign on to like aim. Yeah. <laughs> so that like I can put up an angsty away message. Yeah. Be like, well, if I put these Coheed lyrics up, you know, she'll know. She'll know what they're about. <laughs> but yeah. She so Tinder, I'm, I don't even know. I guess there's like a direct message or a private message area in Tinder. I guess if you like each other or whatever. That's this whole swipe thing, right? Like if you swipe yeah, right I, or I, swipe left. I mean, so, I, I honestly with uh, I had a buddy of mine at work show it to me. Because like two years ago, because I did not understand the concept, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> so we sound so old right now. Yeah, dude, like, I'm 36, but we seem like we're 80. But um, Christina here has Tinder, I guess, and she must have been speaking about being a Mets fan. And she asked a guy like, "Hey, um, the guy was bragging that he was a Mets fan." So she said, "Did you do you know about the seven line?" And he wrote, "No." So then I guess that was 
end of the road for this guy. So she wrote waste of time 2017 as the hashtag and tweeted at us. So we thought that was really funny. I thought it was funny. That got a whole bunch of traction on the internet. We put it on, on the, our Instagram account. I got like 6,000 likes or something, which is a lot for us. So shout out to Christina. Thanks for being loyal to the Mets and loyal to the seven line. What do you think her DMS looked like? Today? Oh, I don't know. She put something up this morning and it was a funny, um, like gif or gif. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, yeah. but it was like, a, a naked like a guy topless who was out of shape like Going sliding across like a slip and slide she's like this is what my mentions look like now like just getting bombarded with dudes like hey i'll take you on a date i know yeah. about the seven line but it's pretty cool like starting eight years ago now it's come to the point where if you know about the mets and you're on social media you know about the seven line yeah. which is insane to me mm. but um cool to her cool for her for uh sticking to her guns and only wanting to hang out with guys that know about us so that's i like cool. it i like yeah. it so um Getting over here to uh, to Brian's. Brian's got a cool one, which is um, something that I think any Mets fan was probably excited to see this week. Every Mets fan's got to be pumped to see this. This was on Matt Harvey's Instagram, and he, you know, also shared it on Twitter. Twenty-one days away, so this is a few days ago, and it is him throwing off a mound. You know, one of those portable mounds on an indoor facility. Popping the glove. It's such a sweet sound. I'm hoping it's... the sound's translating for the for the viewers or the listeners. I just, I wish I could hear it. I love it. it. I love oh it. Oh my God. It, this is the thing that I miss so much about Ryan's playing. orgasm. Oh, it's so good. And like that sound that you get. If you ever, if you ever um, sit, this is one of my favorite things to do at Port St. Lucie, if any of you guys are going down. Um, sit on that third base side. Oh, dude. And when guys. When they're warming up. You can watch the guys warm up like. As close as like we're sitting, yeah, is like maybe a little bit farther, maybe like six feet away. You could be from the mound when they're warming up before a game, it's and really also during the game because they rotate pitchers a lot in spring training. Um, yeah, definitely excited to see this. You know, guy just had surgery. But I don't know how major of that is. So I think it is like rib removed. Yeah. Or so but. so thoracic outlet syndrome is is strange because. There hasn't been a lot of success coming back from it. Uh, one guy that's coming back from it, who came back from it last year, was Jaime Garcia, and uh, you know now of the Braves, formerly of the Cardinals. There hasn't been a, a many success stories. That being said, um, I don't see why it can't be easy, relatively easy to come back from because it's really just trying to take that pressure away from, I guess, the artery that's blocking it and causing the the loss of feeling in his hand. So. I mean, I hope Matt is is a hundred percent. It would be I, such such a good time to see him out at City Field again and just and going crazy. And and I have to say, um, you know, we talked about this in, in a previous episode. I know some guys got down on him. Um, obviously, his free agency is is upcoming after the twenty eighteen season, and a lot of people have already like written him off to the Yankees and all that stuff. This guy, enjoy him. Support him. I mean, I'm not t- trying to tell you what to do, but <laughs> this is, uh, you know, we're seeing something really special. Uh, these guys have come of age. They've already gotten the Mets to a World Series. And every single one of them, you know, really deserves for the fan base to to embrace the fact that this is one sick-ass pitching staff. Dude, like, with the exclusion of uh, Cologne from that photo that was taken last spring training yeah. with all the guys on the mound. And then you add in Lugo and... Jesselman. Gesellman. Gesellman. <laughs> I fuck that up all the time. Gesellman and Lugo and, um, you know, whoever else is going to contribute this year. Yeah. We are so stacked. It's unbelievable that if, if 
which never happens because it's baseball. But if every arm stays healthy, we are, are like unstoppable. Yeah, and and the nice thing about it is is that you have that confidence past one through five. So it's with Lugo and Gesellman. Um, <laughs> and whatever Sorry, you want dude. to call him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> off, like I said, off-brand Jacob deGrom. Uh, yeah, you know, it, you see these guys now and you've seen them prove it. You've seen them pitch big games against teams like the Nationals and the Giants or whatever down the stretch. So you're, you're confident that they can handle it, and that changes the game for Terry too because now he knows that, hey, if Wheeler needs an extra day or if somebody goes down, I can I can point to one of these guys and say, you know, go get me a quality start, keep the team in the game, and, and go get it done. So, 100%. Uh, but, yeah, so that's my post of the week. It was awesome seeing Matt throwing um, seemingly with good pop, good velocity, and, and just hearing that sound, man. I, I love it. I love it so much. I'll tell you one thing in spring training. Remember the spring training that it was like they were debating whether Mejia was going to make the roster the very first oh, yeah, time, yeah, yeah, like yeah. 2010 or whatever? Yeah. That's when I had seats, like, right in the first row there, and he warmed up for a game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you could just hear that thing sizzle, yeah. man. Well, you I, hear, yeah, you hear the ball oh, like whipping past you. It's so cool. It's so cool. I know baseball looks like an easy game. And that's part of its charm, right? And then you sit, like, right there when yeah. a guy's chucking. and It's, it's probably like, coming at you a lot faster when you're standing in the box, too. Oh I've never God. stood in the box for, like, a – you have. I've been, for, like, a fastball, like a real fastball. But. I've been close – like, the, as close as I've been to a major league is, like, right behind the cage – during like a live BP, like yeah, but Wheeler's when you like, played, like how fast were the guys throwing? Like like mid eighties, yeah, like, tops, tops. Dude, I've been played since like uh, yeah. you know, I made the high school team in senior year, no freshman year for just JV, and then mm-hmm. I was riding BMX, and I was like, forget it, I'm not going to practice, yeah. and then trying to ride BMX same time, so yeah. I didn't play. But um, it's mid eighties, a lot faster than you think it is. Yeah, it's, I'm sure. I'm it, sure it comes at you a lot quicker. When they say like like Dan Heron has this in his Twitter profile or whatever, like I throw eighty five or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Whatever uh, it's like, that would be. Most guys would stand up there and be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So I'm uh, moving right along here. Like we were saying about the post of the week, we're gonna start recommending some followers of the week that might not necessarily be on Twitter. Not everyone has Twitter. Um, so let's get right into it. So this is yours, right? This is my pick. And if you're not following Mark Levine, I don't know why you wouldn't. If you're a Mets fan and you're on Instagram, definitely follow Mark. I was uh, hitting him up previously just to make sure all my facts were correct here. He's going into his 29th year working with the Mets, and he is the head honcho for the f- photography, like the head photographer for the team. If you've ever seen the guy on the on the field who's who's getting close at the end of the game for all like the close shots, like um, the the photo of Johan with his finger up after the no hitter, mm-hmm. like he took that picture. He's taken a lot, a lot of really great photos. He's on he's on Instagram. His handle is ms images. Definitely, definitely follow him. He has a little over fifteen hundred followers, which is, which is 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 not a bad number. But he should have more than we do. We Way have like more. seventy thousand for the seven line, and this guy takes the photos for the Mets. You should follow him, and he puts stuff up all throughout the year. So even when the season's not going on, he's posting really interesting stuff. I got a couple examples here of his work. If you're not watching this, definitely hop over on our Facebook page afterwards. Try to check this out, see some of his work, work, or just follow him on Instagram. So. Some really great stuff, which is cool too, because he gets really great access to to angles that you can't get if you just go to the game and bring a camera. So you know he takes the team photos, like the official team photo. Um, there's a really cool one here of him uh, throwing, uh, Matt's throwing. Um, 
I believe that's against uh, the Pirates. I think he almost had like a no hitter into the seventh inning or something. Oh, that game. San Diego. That San was Diego. August fourteenth. I could always think. How do you know that? Because I was supposed to be at that game. Brian knows everything. I was supposed to be at that game with my father, and their flight got canceled the day before, and they couldn't make it in for the reason they were coming in. And I was sta- I was sitting there watching that game at home, being like, "If we miss a no hitter because of Southwest <laughs> Airlines, I'm calling them." And they're like paying me some. You know everything, yeah. So these photos here are awesome. Definitely go like his page, like his photos, um, get his numbers up. He's he's the man, and, and a super nice guy too. He lives in Whitestone for the past like 18 years. Before that, he lived in Brooklyn. Diehard New Yorker, diehard Mets fan since birth. So uh, definitely a guy that we recommend. That you follow. If I'm not mistaken, his his daughter and I share a birthday. Oh, really? How I do you know that? Because he posted something like a happy birthday thing to his daughter on her birthday, and I'm pretty sure it's November 10th. Which well, how is, about that? Which is my birthday. You know a lot of, like, random stuff. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> do you know how much... How smart I could be if I if I didn't have this <laughs> random, stupid stuff in my head? It's... it's yeah, well, whatever. What are you going to do? All right, so we'll get to my follow of the week here. Um, and it's one that I'm really, really excited about. Um, this is on Instagram as well. It's at Joey underscore paints for those of you listening. Um, if you know uh, Joe Petruccio, which I believe is how you, how you pronounce it. I think it's Petruccio. 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 Probably both butchering that, but Joe yeah. P. Well, I'm only a little bit Italian. Uh, uh, Joe is an amazing artist. Um, I first became aware of him when he was doing his, his Mets uh, sketchbook. Which is he'll draw a sketch for every, every single game. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's really, really, really inventive stuff. I mean, this is like he's incredible artist, very creative. Um you ever always, see the size of that thing? Yeah. It's like the size of like a dollar bill. And I think it was called like My Mets Journal. Yeah, My Mets so Journal. So every day right. he would put if he, if it was a win, he'd do it in color. Mm-hmm. If it was a loss, it would be black and white, just like sketched pen. But yeah, after each game, I think that his goal was to do it every game. Every game. And then right. something happened, maybe he didn't finish a full season, but um, really, really creative stuff. And then he's also like the head artist for certain estates. Like he does Muhammad Ali, Elvis, Elvis like yeah. a bunch of stuff. But his feed is on Twitter and Instagram is filled with phenomenal, phenomenal art- yeah. artwork. And we actually got a couple of um, couple of his pieces here. Yeah, so these are these are some great ones. Obviously, uh, look at the Neil Walker one, which I love. Seventeen point two million. Count me in. And <laughs> I'm that's down. The, that's the kind of great stuff you uh, you get from from Joe. Um, that's Neil when he accepted the qualifying offer. Obviously, Cespedes. Uh, we know that very very the well. The one in the middle is really cool. Joe D. Yep. Um, it's rare that he doesn't paint Met stuff, but this one was at I guess like a, a diner, and he painted this whole thing with coffee. So like that that coffee cup up there is I guess what he dipped his his paintbrush into, but did the whole thing in coffee. Like super 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 talented. Like you can't say enough good things about this guy. We've worked with him on a number of t-shirts, uh, t-shirt like he's done the artwork. piazza, yeah, right? the piazza stuff we've done yeah. with him. Um, we raised a whole bunch of money for Tuesday's Children, like in the ten year anniversary nine eleven together. Mm-hmm. So we've we've teamed up on a bunch of stuff, but yeah, definitely some guy some someone that we definitely both recommend you follow, Joey underscore Paints. And I think it's different on Twitter. I think it's Rock and Roll Artist. Just just That's search it. for Joey Joey Paints. It should come up on either or. Um, something here that we have to have to take notice to. We have to. Joe is responsible for the racing stripe uniform. Yep. Which I love. Yeah, a lot of you guys love the racing stripe uniform because a lot of you guys have um, a very big emotional attachment to the '86 team, obviously. And I do think that this is fun because. 
in the 70s and the 80s in, in baseball aesthetics were a lot about pushing the boundaries. And if you look at this racing stripe uniform and how it's kind of not only it looks like the 80s, but it also with the Mets wearing it. I, I mean, I don't like it as when they wear it as baggy nowadays, but yeah. it's, it's kind fitted. of fitted like Isaac Strawberry. Like, it yeah, like so streamlined, long and lean, yeah. right? Exactly. And you I know, pull over V neck, no buttons. Like, yeah. he designed that, and I guess he submitted to the team as just like, hey, like, check out what I, what I painted, mm-hmm. like, what I designed, and if you guys want to use it, whatever. I don't know how it actually worked, but he painted it and submitted, and then. They chose it, and that was the jersey. And then they ended up winning the World Series wearing that. So, like, shout out to Joe, man. That's sick. It's pretty unbelievable. And uh, and you know, like I said, the racing stripe jersey. uh, It's it's one of these things. You, I think you either love it or you hate it. I think there's not much middle ground. I thought it was cool last year. They wore it every Sunday. It was very cool. I don't Um, know if they're going to continue doing that. I don't think it's in the it's in the uh, style guide for this year. Um, But I will say that they usually break it out on big anniversaries for the team. So they wore it in '06. Um, for a whole series against the Rockies in August, um, they wore no two, uh, which is another anniversary year, obviously for um, for for the '86 team, um, and I think they wore it for a full series again. Uh, so they do seem to break these out every five years or so, um, every five ten years, whatever. So uh, hopefully they'll do it again soon. I love it. I would love if they did like a regular. I've always said I want them to do a throwback Thursday promotion where they wear throwback jerseys for the, for the whole thing so they could do the 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 70s kind of pullover uh because they had a pullover before they went to the racing stripes they could do the racing stripes they could do the black uniforms like every thursday yeah why not and do like throwback concessions it's a lot of money too think about it that way yeah but you know what to the outfit cu- the, the whole team the cubs have done it and every and- thursday yeah, the Cubs have done like I don't know if it was on Thursdays, but when they had the 100 years of Wrigley Field, they wore a different throwback like eight times or whatever. You wow. can do it like eight times. Well, here. yeah, I guess they also they raffle those things off afterwards, make a lot of money for yeah, charity, which exactly. is cool. Um, and yeah. they sell a boatload of them. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess think of that. Think of it that way too. Um, yeah, but you know what's what? What actually happened this week? Breaking news: The Mets are switching up their jersey a little bit. They're yeah. getting a new hat. They have a new. What is it called? A pullover? Yeah, so let's get to that. Um, this is our breaking news for the week, which we actually have some, right? I mean, this is this is uh, this was uh, we got to give credit where credit is due, okay? So I'm, I want to make sure I get his handle right. So it's, I think it's, it's, Nico, it's our buddy Nico Mets Plus Nico. Yeah, so it's at Nico Mets Plus N I K O N I K O Mets Plus. And, uh, and Nico did a lot of searching. I actually do the same thing. So ever before the year, I like to try to search. For, uh, through Fanatics, through MLB Shop, whatever, for lids, whatever the case may be, for any kind of potential leaks, because there's always a few that leak out through retail. Um, two things. Uh, usually, MLB changes their spring training template every two years, so that's, this is one of those years. Um, and then, obviously, we'll get to the what the so other one is. So for those listening, just so we can reiterate what we're looking at here. Um, it is a pullover. I guess it's a, a couple buttons up top or a zipper. I'm not exactly sure, but it's a pullover. They're labeling it as a on-field batting practice trainer. Right. So I guess they're only going to wear it during batting practice, but this is something new for this season. It's also a three-quarter sleeve, yeah. which I think is cool. I like three-quarter sleeves. 
Well, a lot of the guys wear three-quarter sleeves under their jersey anyway. So if you look at, even during the summer... I've seen a lot of guys, the, they cut the sleeves. Like, they have something they that do. they like, yep. like they like the material, the fit, and they cut the sleeves They'll into three-quarters. Exactly. So a lot of guys like this feel for a kind of like a tighter-fit feel around, like like I have, around three about three-quarters down my arm right now. And uh, whether it's 100 degrees or not, players are usually wearing something underneath their jerseys. I don't think any players in the league wear nothing under uh, a jersey. So this is uh, a kind of a cool little trainer that they're going to have. I don't think you'll see it in spring training. It's listed in the style guide as a batting practice uniform. So even though um, the spring training uniforms are now, they call them like like a legacy or like a an event showcase event whatever you know how they had the train to rain right right, right. oh yeah, yeah 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 totally so they make it like kind of like the world series where they come out with spring training specific hoodies and, and then once you see the whatever. players wearing it i mean that's that's just a home yeah. run for for the fans exposure wise but you know what i think is a little bit weird with stuff like this is like for marketing aspect like when i'm coming out with something new mm. i want people to know about it and i want it to just be on the site first before people know about it yeah. so i don't know if it's like backwards marketing like they want it to be kind of just stumbled upon and then people talk about it but like if I'm releasing something I want to kind of hype the shit out of it and then show it off and be like oh wow look at what they got going on this year you, you would but, you would think so and the funny thing about this we can't like this see was just it. found randomly yeah on on the MLB shop yeah me, Nico was was searching through it and and found them finally and then what you're not seeing on the screen if you're watching live is that the number on these jerseys, in addition to being on the uh, back. Really cool touch. Yeah. It's going to be on the sleeve. It's going to also be on the left sleeve. So you're going to have a number on the left sleeve. You're going to have a number on the back, uh, on the back and no name for the Mets. That's cool. Which there are names for other teams. Oh, really? So, yeah. So the Mets are going no name on the back for, for these. What, are they trying to be the Yankees? Uh, exactly. I'm sure you're going to get a lot <laughs> Yeah, and if you're bro. buying a replica uh, jersey for the Yankees. What are you trying to, like, mimic the rings, and bro? And you get DiMaggio on the back. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, that's for a future topic. Yeah. But um, anyway, so on top of the pullover, whatever this is called, on-field batting practice trainer, he also found out that the Mets are getting a new hat. Yeah, very cool. So when Nico tweeted this, I... I Nico's I, all over it this yeah, week. Yeah, man, he was he was Shout all over it. And he's like he's kind of younger too. Like he's he's getting into the blog game for a few years now. Yeah. And um, he's very vocal on Twitter. He's he's putting up a lot of good content. So shout out to Nico. So he also noticed that they have a new hat up. Yeah, and and by the way, and Nico's doing something cool. Sometimes people ask me like, what can I do to start a Mets blog or whatever? Be and I always say be different. Always, always, always. Which is part of what this show is, right? So, uh, yeah. So he found this. I I texted it to you. I'm like, have you heard about this? This is maybe a new on field. Oh, you're like, oh, maybe it's a fashion or whatever. I'm like, I don't think so, man. Also, it was listed as youth first. Yeah, so he found the youth one and but, then stumbled along across the adult yeah but then if you zoom in on the product shot it says seven and a half which is what which, is, right, right, right. which was the tip off for me because youth don't youth sizes Doesn't come don't in that size. that's right, right. right but for the people listening yeah the difference on the hat this year is it's it's the same like um top panels it's the blue with the orange ny with the white outline but it used to have an orange orange and now it's all blue so yeah. It's just a, a, an updated version of that cap. Basically the same effect. And along gonna... with, sorry to cut yeah, in, yeah. New, era, New Era in the playoffs last mm -hmm. year got the rights to put their logo on the side, yeah. the flag, and now the flag is on all of the caps, the yeah. on-field caps as well. So that's the, the difference as well. So on the left side, you, you the New Era flag, just like this hat, this is a seven-line hat, but just like <laughs> this hat, like a retail hat, uh, you're gonna the on-field hats have the New Era flag on the left, 
Um, we'll talk about that just in a second. But yeah, so this is the new home alternate hat, okay, on field. No more orange brim. That's gone. It's just the the plain blue cap, just very similar to the actually the seven line cap I'm wearing, which is the M logo cap. The orange button on top. With the orange button on top. Just the only difference is obviously the NY with the white outline. So it's just basically the home alternate cap for that they wore with the home blue uniforms. Uh, without the orange brim, and you're gonna, it's gonna create an effect very similar to their road alternates, where it's a solid blue cap just with the with the silver uh, NY outlined in orange. Um, the one other uniform tweak we we have to mention too is Mr. Met is a sleeve patch. Oh yeah, is gone. Right. Um, they're going to the skyline patch with this patch. Uh, if you're watching, which is on the left sleeve of the um of the regular primary home and road uniforms, that's gonna now be also on the home and road alternates, the blues, instead of Mr. Met. So Mr. Met was there from uh, 2014 Not on. Not many I years, believe. yeah. Only yeah, a couple of years. Only a couple I years. It. We, he's on the seven-line Army, Army is, jersey yeah. for next year, which is, yeah. I guess, now we're the only ones that support Mr. Met. But Noah had some fun with that this week. It is the only... The only Mets jersey, jersey for get. 2017 that has Mr. Met on the yeah. sleeve. So yeah. we still got your back. Team Mr. Met, hashtag, whatever the hell the thing was that uh, Noah put up. So speaking of... Jerseys, getting right into our our topic of the night, and whatever you want to call them, fake jerseys, bootleg jerseys, counterfeit jerseys, garbage that's what we're jerseys. getting into, garbage, crap, whatever, this is what we're talking about tonight, and Brian and I and Keith Medigoon, who's not here right now, he does a lot of the behind the scenes after the show's over, he helps us post everything to iTunes, so shout out to Keith, appreciate that, um, we talked about a fake jersey topic, and I feel like they're popping up more and more lately, especially on the access to social media everybody has. They're everywhere. Yeah. So it's it's horrible. I think we'll get into it, but right. we put up a, a a poll on the orange and blue thing Twitter, which is actually orange blue thing because it was too long. It says fake jersey topic this Thursday. Chime in. Have you ever bought a bootleg? So there was four possible answers. Yes. No. I did, but unknowingly, which maybe you bought it on eBay, you had no idea, or I don't wear jerseys. So basically, it's yes or no. And yes, slightly uh, slightly won out the poll here by 46%. So a lot of people do partake in buying fake jerseys. Knowingly buying fake jerseys. Knowingly buy them on purpose. Because you did give the option that people got duped, and that if you got duped, okay, cool, and and what it was like seven or eight percent said that right. but um yeah i think i think we both feel very passionately about this and i know keith does too um so i think there are there are two i'm guilty though i did buy a jersey not even really knowing it was fake it was mm -hmm. just a cheap cheap price and i was like you know what i'll give it a shot and i got it in the mail and i was like this is garbage yeah. like it was the, it was a green gooden and I wore it like oh, yeah, yeah. three times for St. Patrick's Day because okay. I didn't care about it. I was like, fuck it, I'll get Guinness all over it anyway, right. whatever. Okay. But I never wore it to a game and I saw it and it's the wrong size. Like they say what size it's supposed to be. It's never it's comes in that size. Way it's way too small. Horrible. Always small. So I am guilty. I did partake in buying one once. Sorry, lock me up. But so did a lot of fans out there. Yeah. So the, the whole purpose of this is not to shit on you for buying a bootleg jersey. Right. We understand that they're everywhere. We understand they're cheaper. We understand that not everybody has $300 to throw down on authentic. But Majestic and um, uh, Mitchell Ness do have alternates to authentics, which are a little bit cheaper. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of referenced it. I texted you earlier, and you didn't agree with, with the terminology here. But it's like 
go to White Castle six times or go to Peter Peter Luger once. You know what I mean? Like and, and how I responded have was, garbage meat six times or like the real thing once. Now I would take the real thing nine times out of ten. How I re- or ten times out of ten now. You know how I responded was it's not like going to White Castle. It's like going to a noodle bar above a Russian crack den six <laughs> times versus going to Peter Luger. So uh, here's the thing. Okay, um, again. Not everybody has $300 to throw down an authentic jersey. Not everybody wants to because the players are very interchangeable nowadays. You get a blank. And get a blank. Just rock your team. Get a real yeah. blank and just rock that. The issue boils down, I think, to threefold. Um, and, and what we're going to do tonight is just take you through some of the aesthetic differences to make you guys more discerning consumers. Because quite frankly, not only does it help everybody if you buy actual products, and there are ways to get them cheaper than $300. Like, I did not pay $300 for this. We'll get to that. But like, um, I think it boils down to three different things. The legality of it, um, the business real world impact of it. Um, and then the aesthetic of how good it looks and how spot on. A lot of it people is. have no idea what they're buying. They think it looks great, and then someone who has like an, a trained eye for this sort of thing. Not that not everyone cares about that, but like they'll no. wear it to a game, and it's like, oh my god, that orange fake bootleg crap counterfeit whatever from the orange All Star Game jersey. Awful. Oh my god, the Met, you know when they oh, was at City yeah. Field, you always, see that one now. Terrible. Oh my god, it's like neon orange it's horrible like you can spot that from across the building at city field it's very obvious i mean i'll be honest with you i've been collecting jerseys since i was like 14 i've got i've eased off it now because you know i don't have as much disposable income right but um i've also through my time in the jersey game found out um there will there are people that will help you a lot of jersey collectors all jersey serious jersey collectors i know they we all frown upon collecting counterfeits. It's the same as like um, sneakers. You know, there's like yeah. a million like you know sneakerheads. I hate that freaking term, but there's right. sneakerheads. Then there's people that just bootleg Nike SBs and sell them at the shows exactly. or whatever. And people can spot that from a mile away. And it's the same thing with jerseys. But like a lot of consumers just don't care. Yeah. Um. But you know, with the kind of thing where it's like, you know, love him or hate him. Trump's talking about jobs and jobs and this and that yep. and 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 doing things. Um, a certain way as far as consumers are concerned. Mm-hmm. There was a stat here. We'll post the tweet. Uh, we'll tweet it later on the um, on our Twitter account and then also post it in the comments of this video. Keith Blacknick, a.k.a. Media Goon, sent me over uh, an article this morning from a um, news source in Virginia that was part of like this sting operation that was cracking down on bootleg merchandise. Not just uh, the Mets, but not just Mets, not just baseball, but jerseys in general from across all the leagues. And the stat was actually astounding to me. I sent you a text earlier. That says, "Oh my god! Like, wow! I can't believe yeah. it's as high as it is." It says counterfeit items cost the U.S. more than two hundred and fifty billion dollars. With a B. B billion, two hundred fifty billion dollars, and seven hundred and fifty thousand jobs per year in the United States, which is a staggering, staggering number. And you could sit there watching this now on your couch and say, "I don't care. I got my jersey for twenty bucks." But you know, when it's the reason why, even I don't. The shirts that I print on aren't made in USA. I wish they could be, but they're just too expensive. And everyone shopping overseas makes that art, the American-made price go up. Mm-hmm. So it's like you want something that's made legally in the United States, which the jerseys from Majestic mm-hmm. are right here in Pennsylvania, right. and by uh, American workers and you're helping the American economy. Mm-hmm. That's why the price is what it is. And, and not only that, 
the bootleg people don't pay a royalty to Major League Baseball. That's what I was just going to say. Be, so, like, it would you, be like, you, you have to like, pay to use these marks. You right. know what I mean? Like, the Seven Line 2. Like, I don't get to just do stuff like this and not pay. That's what I'm saying. You know? Like, the sweatshirt you have on, a lot of people love it. People have been saying, I can't wait till it comes out. Okay. Well, if China decides to knock that off, same patch, same, you know, setup or whatever, they don't have to pay a license to Major League Baseball. They don't have to... Pay Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what you call it? Crappy materials, crappy workers, Gar- unsafe environment. And then it's like, like if you get it for 15 bucks on eBay, it's like, well, I got it for 15 bucks. Well, I don't bucks. care. I got it for $15. Yeah, who cares? And you wear it to the ballpark, and, and people who actually know about jerseys like, look at that joker. Like, that right. jersey's horrible. So you, and some people don't care, but, you know, we're just – the whole topic is not to really – shame you right. maybe just inform you on yeah. the the basis of the reason why we think the way we think and alternate options that might bring the price down for you you can get a jersey for under 100 bucks right a nice real real jersey um, it's going to be a replica it's not going to be the authentic like a player wears but um you can get jerseys that are real that look right the colors are right the materials are right mm-hmm. they're made in usa yep and you're wearing something that supports your team and rocks your team in a way that's not bootleg or counterfeit or fake. So you talked you talked about 750,000 jobs potentially lost. That's really the business impact, right? Because a lot of people sitting on the couch right now listening to us and rolling their eyes as they as they take the train or whatever to work say Nike, Majestic, Adidas, Reebok, they make billions of dollars. David Wright uh, you know, Jose Reyes, all these guys, they make millions of dollars. Who cares? Who am I hurting if I get my $20 Michael Conforto jersey? Who am I really going to hurt? And even Michael Conforto is still, you know, minimum kind of levels of salary. He makes 500 grand. I'd like to make 500 grand a year. So I get that. But the problem is, is the trickle down. So the person in the Majestic factory that they can't afford to pay anymore that's the person that feels it. It's not David Wright's not going to feel it. David Wright can afford to lose a royalty or two off a jersey, which also they do get. So like the players do yeah. get a cut. Um, I'm not exactly sure if it's if they get a cut of their own jersey or if the pool of money goes to the Players it's, Association Union. And they split it. I, I don't think know. That's how but it it's works. like we're just joking about you know Brian losing out on diaper money. But like the same thing. Like David Wright's got a baby. Right. You buy that bootleg David Wright jersey, a small penny might not go to. Uh, baby David Wright. I don't know what the Olivia, baby's name. Olivia. Olivia Wright's diapers, diaper fund. So yeah, I mean it's it's a trickle down, like you said. So that I mean that's really what we're talking about here. You know, a lot of people are very passionate about buying things that are manufactured in the U.S. I think we all wish it was easier to manufacture in the U.S. Um, po- you know, politics aside. Um, so, but the people who really feel this are the, they're going to be the people that are easy to cut the, the, the factory workers, the people who work in manufacturing, it's not going to be David Wright. David Wright is not going to miss a meal because you bought a bootleg Jersey, but think about the fact that these jobs were trying, that people are trying to create in America. Those are the kind of jobs that, you know, are so that ebb and flow with the economy. Hey guys, Keith here. We had a little problem with the audio. I tried to fix it. I couldn't. So instead of subjecting you to bad stuff, I cut it out. So we're going to rejoin the discussion of knockoff jerseys with Darren and Brian and It's an Orange and Blue Thing podcast. I don't know where, where we really left off. Yeah, basically what I was saying was if you buy these jerseys, they're, they're, manufacturing, they're manufactured in China. And you know they're not manufactured in proper, in proper uh, ways. You know, the workers aren't getting breaks. You know, they're not working eight-hour days. And, you know, if you if you support that, I, I imagine that those factories or whatever the case may be, the people who are supplying these jerseys 
This is not the only illegal activity they're involved in, whether it is, you know, drugs or, you know, prostitution or, or and whatever, whatever it is. It's you're in a way supporting it when you buy some of this stuff. And that's not something a lot of people think about. Um, I think if you told people that if they were giving their money directly to, let's say, a, a terrorist activity, they wouldn't do it. But there is money from bootleg items that does go towards terrorist activities. That's just that's true. Yeah. I'm not, it's not an alternative fact. That is the truth. Um, and then there's the aesthetic, and I think we should get into that now because a lot. I've, also, let's let's get on to some of the responses. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We actually did screenshot some of the tweets, some of the responses on Facebook, and. Um, Here's some of them here. Um, Rick Garza wrote, uh, the new butt flap on the on-field authentic jerseys is a bummer. That's really nothing to do with authentic or replica or bootleg, but that's in reference to the authentics had the extra patch around the butt last year. I think they're going to change that up. Yeah, um, Michael, that, that does suck. Yeah, Michael Ronan, most replicas run $100 or so at places like Models, and they always have 20% off deals. So why buy a fake when you can get a replica at 80 bucks? Yeah, we kind of point that out already. That's definitely a good uh, good assessment. Uh, my buddy Jason Beltram bought two fake jerseys in my life, and both were horrible. Right back in the package and sold them on eBay. So then I guess he looked like he was the bad guy to whoever bought them on eBay. But he said, rather save uh, for one of the real deal than 10 knockoffs. So yeah, kind of the same thing that we were getting at. And, and Jay, if you ever if you ever do sell them on eBay, like some people, people will, know, like yeah, some people will just buy them. They'll just say like, "Hey, they're a fake jersey. I'll just take it from you." Um, you know, if you just want to recoup your money. But what I found in in that instance is just don't try to pass it off as authentic because then you kind of look like a, a dirtbag. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And that's you know a way that some people do get duped too. They say, you know, I bought this, and not knowing, like I did thought it was real and it wasn't, mm -hmm. but you know. We have some examples here that Keith actually sent by, and, and people actually think that these are, uh, these good. look good. Yeah. So here's an example of a Neil Walker jersey. There's so many things wrong with this. The sleeves are huge. The New York across the chest is, is the wrong font, and it's crooked. The back is, the, is wrong. The MLB batter on the neck is wrong. Everything's wrong about this jersey. Right. It, it doesn't look good. Um, I know you think it might look passable it doesn't uh you see the two and the zero see how the two is all weird and skinny uh the mlb batter logo is way too small and way too close um to the neck spoon on on the back of the Horrible. jersey i mean it's not the right font um on the walker either um so i mean it's just it does not look good it doesn't oh look it doesn't look close <laughs> look at this one. Oh my god if what? you're listening afterwards you gotta watch the replay on facebook the this is I guess it's a Harvey jersey, but it's so short. No and front boxy. No front number. No front number. The Mets is horrible. Horrible. The sleeves are huge. Just terrible. If I got this in the mail, I'd be. This is know. this is one that Mike Sutter sent us, and he said this is indistinguishable <laughs> from an authentic jersey. Mike, I, you're a good guy and everything like that, but but. No, this is this is very. If we can tell that it's a fake just from a shitty iPhone photo or whatever the hell cell phone he has. Yeah. Then in person, this thing probably looks horrific. Yeah. The batter is wrong. The jersey color on the the blue and orange is wrong. The, the, font the fonts is wrong. are wrong. All of it's wrong. The 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 material of the twill is wrong. Um, it's there's it's not really comparable. It, it's it's really not. And this this the, is the 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 the, the piece the de resistance. One. This guy wrote a comment. I didn't write his name down, but he commented with this photo on our Facebook page. And there's so many things wrong with this. It's 
There's so many things wrong with it that I brought. He brought the original, the real. Well, not a T-bone, but he brought this same. Cut. The real deal. Same thing. It is a. It is a road. Um. Auth, uh. Alternate. Authentic. David Wright jersey from 2013. Okay, it has the All Star patch right there, which you'll, as you'll notice, this Tebow one. This jersey we're talking about is a Tebow bootleg. This guy said he got it for 20 bucks, and he was like pumped on it. No yeah. offense, it's horrible. But why would Tebow have a 2013 All Star game patch on his jersey? So this is the terrific. Back. If you're watching, you can kind of see the differences here. Very, very clear that the look at the size the, of the letters, the silver, the letters, horrible. Look at the look at the batter logo. How much bigger it is, clearer it is. Not only that, the the piping. I don't have to call out the orange piping yep. here. You could tell without even zooming in on this thing that that is all like wrinkled and horrible, yeah. horrible. The material. Look at the royal blue. How much deeper it is. Okay. The here's the patch. Here are the patches. It's just one patch for the 2013. I'm out edition. of vodka already. Uh oh. <laughs> There's the 2013 patch, and you can kind of see, you can see the detailing there with the majestic logo all stitched on. Yeah. Look in the back. See the attention paid to detail on how it's stitched down. Okay, you don't see this. You don't see this kind of detail on the other jerseys. Look at look at the stitching really closely if you're if you're watching. Look at, I mean, look at the detail on that. How can you say that that's comparable? It's not, it's not comparable. Some people, you know what it is? It's like, uh, what's that movie? I actually just saw it on Broadway, uh, Bronx Tale. It has nothing to do with, with what we're talking about now, but it's just like the whole, the whole uh, basis of just people just don't care. They don't care. It's, they want, they want a deal. They think they got a really cool Tebow jersey. I don't know. It's a justification. Tebow's never sniffed the major leagues. There's no way he was in the 2013 right. All-Star game. But it's a justification. I can't I'm not spending three hundred dollars. I'm not spending twenty bucks on that. You couldn't pay me to wear that. Right. But like, but that would be like, well, I want a Tesla. But they're a hundred thousand dollars. So instead, I'm gonna put Tesla badges on this crappy Toyota Corolla I found behind a dumpster. <laughs> like, it's not a Tesla. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was like the body kit. You buy the body kit yeah, to turn your whatever. Listen, just because you can't afford it doesn't mean you're entitled to it. And honestly, I find that the people who say well, uh, you know, I, I just do this because I'm getting back at the man and this and that. They're the same people who call people special snowflakes and, and that they're crying and they're whining and all this stuff. You, listen, man, you're stealing. You're stealing intellectual property. Um, it, it's 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 illegal. It's not cool. It doesn't look good. Either, and it but, doesn't even and look good. We're not trying to shit on Sean. I see he's actually commenting here. Sean, we didn't post this with the purpose of uh, like making yeah, fun of you. bashing you. Like, um, you know, you bought it, you like it. Whatever, but I mean, you wouldn't have posted it in the comments if you didn't think we were going to talk about it. So we're not making fun of you, no. but it's just horrible. Listen, burn that thing, Sean. You're not the only dude who does this, and that's cool, man. Like, like I understand that a lot of people do this. A lot of people that I like, I have a friend. Uh, he's on. Yeah, like one of your best friends. It wasn't yeah. that, like your baseball team with you. Yeah, Marty Siri. Uh, we've t we've gone twenty rounds about this at his house multiple times um, over a whiskey or whatever, and and. He said to me, yo, man, I, I I enjoy them. They look good enough to me, and they're 20 bucks, and I'm just going to keep buying them. I mean, we even responded to this tweet. So listen, Sean, I'm not saying you're, you're a bad person. We're just trying to, to make you a little more discerning and understand the impact that if you do buy a, a, a counterfeit jersey, this is this is the truth. This is really what happens. And, and Darren even went so far as to go to the horse's mouth and ask Majestic, because obviously the Seven Line has a relationship with Majestic. We don't want to hide that, and we don't want you guys to think that we're... not shilling for Majestic or anyone here. who makes jerseys. It's just like, right. this is something that's been coming up since before I even 
owned the seven line and I knew about fake jerseys and it's something that like fans just talk about in general and they're so bad that you can even notice them on TV. Like when you're on your couch, if you can notice a fan in the stands that has a fake jersey, yeah. you can point it out. So obviously we do have a, a relationship with Majestic. They make our jerseys for the seven line army. This isn't a shill episode about jerseys. Just we have not much to talk about and it's things that we kind of talk about all the time. So we wanted to get that on here. So I actually did reach out to Majestic. I wasn't sure if they were going to reply or not. And I did get an email here from uh, Chuck Strom. Going to read it for you guys. So this is from Chuck, who is the VP slash GM of baseball business for Majestic. One of the head honchos over there. So he writes, it's a little long, so bear with me for a second. And I had a lot of vodka. Uh, counterfeiting isn't a victimless crime. Every time you buy one, those who sell legitimately lose out on a sale. In addition, unsanctioned and unchecked factories easily can be dangerous and substandard in terms of human working conditions. We all love a good deal, yet if it seems too good to be true, then it probably is. That should lead fans to being able to make buying choices based upon the best value between legitimate companies, i.e., I like that Majestic tea, but I love the seven-line piece, so I'll buy that one instead. However, hopefully that never involves a counterfeit. Fakes are also generally manufactured via cutting corners, so inferior materials and methods are used, which end up in poor quality and garments. On a personal level, we at Majestic take great pride in what we do with nearly 500 union employees who painstakingly stitch every authentic uniform from the players on field and then for the consumers on a retail level, all 100% made in the USA. To see this type of craftsmanship counterfeited overseas and with such poor quality breaks our hearts. Last point, counterfeit counterfeiting is illegal. I feel like I'm back in school. Yeah. Reading all well, this. Well done, Mr. Meenan. Thank you. A plus. Um, so yeah, thank yeah. you for, for replying to my email. Um, we just wanted to get it from, like Brian said, the horse's mouth, just to see what you guys thought about this whole spiel. And obviously they're against it. I mean, they're in the pro in the business of selling jerseys. But yeah, I mean, hitting the nail on the head, I actually went to Majestic to watch our jersey production for last year's jerseys and got to see you know, from, what do they say, nuts to bolts, from, like, beginning to end, what it looks like and what goes into making these jerseys. And I met a lot of the really fine men and women that, women that work at Majestic. And um, after going there and seeing the process and, and seeing the jobs that it creates, the place is bigger than, like, it's, like, three times the size of a Home Depot. It's gigantic. Awesome. And it's right here in Pennsylvania. So yeah. you're helping the U.S. economy. You're helping U.S.-made garments. And um, I should tell you, I ordered a... you got to come with me. We're going we're gonna to go we're, back we're when go, yeah. they're making the... Uh, our next, well, this coming season's jerseys soon, and we're going to go there and get some content for the show. But uh, it's a really, really, uh, really cool place to check out. I, I got a uh, Cespedes jersey last year um, on one of their sales, and they actually emailed me. A human being emailed me and said, Hey, Brian, you know, I want to get you a Cespedes jersey as soon as possible. Just want to let you know we're waiting on more Royal Twill to come in. So, like, there you have, I mean, right? Like, if you order from one of these Chinese things there's some broken english and you're never gonna get your money back if you ever right, right. yeah who do you dispute it with by the way be careful with those places if you do order you know fake jerseys like you're giving your credit card info to these people you know be careful with that um but yeah i mean it's it's just so funny to see made in the usa hey man we're just waiting on some more twill i always i thought that was really cool <laughs> no, very cool and especially in an agent uh day and age where customer service is is so hit or miss um it, it was great to see but yeah so sh we'll shout out to majestic yeah. uh thanks for chuck for replying shout out to steven elena everyone over there nothing but the best working with you guys and hopefully we get to work with you guys for many years to come so without further ado we're gonna get the clip of the week which 
no brainer here. It's jersey related. It's from when I went last year to Majestic to watch our jerseys being produced. So check it out. So yeah, shout to Majestic. That was a really great experience to get out there in Pennsylvania. It's like an hour and a half, two hours away from Manhattan. So um, seeing that, I mean, I'm in the manufacturing business of printing t-shirts every day and that's just what I do. So to see another another business's operation, obviously on a much, much larger scale than what we do, it was really cool to get out there. And and just to rewind a little bit, because I don't know what cut, cut out by the audio here, I was talking about buying our shirts, our shirts we buy our shirts from overseas retailers, but then we are manufacturers, manufacturers, we actually bring it in-house in New York, which is rare for licensees. So I didn't want to make it sound like if you're listening to this and you don't know about the and you think all of our stuff's made overseas, I would love to buy American-made t-shirts. Unfortunately, that would jack our prices up by like 10 bucks per piece. And, you know, people already complain that our t-shirts are 26 bucks. So if we charge... 36, you know, we're, we're angering the consumer. So if there's a way for us to get the prices down and buy USA made actual blank t-shirts, we would love to, but all of the labor that goes into the printing and the embroidery and, and all that stuff is done in USA. So I don't think I've really talked about that before. So um, what we're going to do at the end of every, every episode is get to some Facebook comments here and, and talk to you guys for a little yeah. bit. But before you do that, let me just... Anything else I missed tonight? Yeah. One thing you missed, your own business, my friend. <laughs> All right. So um, in just about an hour, in just over an hour, um, our trip, well, Darren's really, the Seven Lines trip to Washington uh, is going up for sale. That's for Saturday, April 29th. It is a 1 p.m. start, so nice and early. So uh, I know that Darren's going to have the rally bus um, going on. Uh, they're going to get you to the ballpark nice and early, and you can get back all in the same day. So for those of us, you know, like with kids and everything, don't worry. You won't have to sleep over anywhere. <laughs> going to Washington, D.C., going to Nationals Park, Mets Nationals. That goes on sale at 8 o'clock tonight on the7line.com. For listening to this afterwards, it's probably sold out. But 8 p.m., the7line.com, we have 1,000 tickets available. I totally jumped in on that. But, yeah, it's uh, it's on a Saturday this year. Last year we sold over 1,000 tickets, and it was a weekday. It was a, so I think they're going to go pretty quick. So if you're interested, 8 o'clock, the7line.com. If you're listening to this afterwards, there are probably not going to be any left. But. $73. Um, that includes a $15 concession credit, which you can spend on food or beer. So um, if you if you come out, you know that's probably about a beer and a half. Uh, on the house, so you get the um, special event T-shirt. You got a patch this year, so if you have the the event jersey or you want to apply it, pretty much every anywhere, mm -hmm. you get the patch, the T-shirt, the ticket to the game, the concession credit. The bus is sold separately, and what we're doing differently this year, we're talking about adding a stop or a pickup location in New Jersey. So there's a lot of fans that actually live on the way. Why would you drive all the way out of City Field to go back to to DC? So, um, yeah, that's their that's our two minute chill. Uh, shill promo of the night but we're gonna get to some comments here unfortunately i'm reading that there's a lot of issues with the audio tonight i have no idea why we're not doing anything differently than we did last week uh i'm gonna have to get this computer checked out so there's still like a good amount of people watching so thank you for sticking around with us if you're listening to this on itunes and it's a horrible episode 
I apologize. I'll take the blame for that. We're going to do some comments here now. And if we don't have any, we're just going to crush a couple beers while we wait. But um, Mindy, is the sweatshirt you're wearing for sale, Darren? No, this is not for sale yet. It's actually called the 126th, 126th Street sweatshirt. We did the Roosevelt jacket. This is the 126th Street sweatshirt. It's the corner where City Field, uh, you know, the City Field corner underneath the 7 train, 126th and Roosevelt Avenue. Um, Mets across the chest, jersey style. Twill. We have a, the Seven Line Army patch on the sleeve, and a really cool look on the pocket here. I'll get close. Is um, a pocket label, and on the inside it actually says one in twenty-six and Roosevelt. So these aren't ready yet. They're going to be out in a couple weeks. Um, very reasonably priced. Again, we do all the all the craftsmanship right in New York. So um, thanks for the interest in it. I posted it recently, and people are like awesome. kind of bugging out over it on the social media. Um, if there's any more questions here, we'll get to it. Uh, Matt Cerrone is watching. Shout out to Matt. We'll see you on Saturday at QBC. We'll chill for that for a yeah. second while we're getting some more comments. Otherwise, we'll just turn this thing off. But if you have comments for Brian or I or us in general, leave it on Facebook right now. We'll read it before we turn this thing off for the night. But uh, QBC is this Saturday. If you're listening to this afterwards, Saturday already happened. But this Saturday in Astoria, a place called Catch, it is the unofficial Mets Fan Fest called the Queens Baseball Convention. So, Go to queensbaseballconvention.com, pick up tickets, or you can buy them at the door. Tim Tuffle's going to be there. Bobby Valentine's going to be there. There's a bunch of really fun panels. There's a UniWatch panel about Mets uniforms. Um, I don't know what else is going on as far as panel-wise, but we should say that um, they just released no-frill tickets, which don't include autographs. So um, you can get tickets that include an autograph or two. I think the one single autograph tickets are sold out, but... You can get uh, tickets for more expensive that include autographs from both guys that are going to be there, Timmy and, and Bobby V. Um, but we should note that uh, No Frills tickets just went on, just gets you ad admission into Catch and Astoria. Those are $40, um, and they just went up on the site. Um, there's an Eventbrite site that you can get through through, through queensbaseballconvention.com. It goes from 11.30 to, I believe, 6. Yeah, I thought it was earlier, but I guess it's like 5 or 6 o'clock. It's like an... You know, middle of the day type event. Yeah, very really cool. cheap to get in. A bunch of fun people are going to be there. Come hang out, talk Mets. Nothing's going on. You Drink some beers. There's, it's a dead weekend, the deadest sports weekend of the year. Uh, All star breaks uh, for the NBA, right? I believe, and uh, the NFL is as the Pro Bowl. Yeah, nothing's NHL going on. Pro, Pro Bowl. No one watches that. So you know, just come out to catch and hang out with us. We'll be there. We're going to be shooting some stuff for future episodes and. Uh, like I said last week, if you have Mets tattoos, we want to see them. So, um, we got a question here. A couple of people actually wrote this. Do we miss the black jerseys? I know my answer. We'll go to you first. No. Um, <laughs> All right, that was easy. <laughs> I uh, no. So here's the thing. I really like the black. I, it was like a, it was a product of the times, like the Mets in black with the men in black. A lot of a lot of teams also wore black at the time. You know? Yeah, the Royals got into the game. The Reds. A lot of teams. Uh, the Blue Jays. A lot of teams had black encroach in their uniforms. I was actually one of the people that kind of was helping lead the charge for the ditch the black with Paul Lucas of UniWatch, uh, you know Shannon and, and uh, Shannon Shark and Mets Police and Keith of, of Mets Police. So I haven't followed Mets Police. I, maybe I got to bury the hatchet with them this week and maybe at uh, why we we don't hate each other or anything. I think that he was just too he over got cranky. He was too overboard with like the Harvey hate. Yeah, and I was just kind of over it. And, and the, one day I was like, he, you know what, fuck this, I'm over it. And like I, I wrote it. I wasn't like. I wasn't trying to like uh, throw him under the bus. I'm like, hey, dude, I gotta take a break from Mets Police for a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, he does great stuff. I mean, like the whole the whole basis of his 
his platform was to be Mets police, like someone who polices the Mets, like calls them out on their stuff or or whatever. So nothing yeah. against Shannon. I, I like him as a man and as a as a friend, as a person. We're actually both in Keith's um, bridal party. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't follow him on Twitter anymore. So no no hard feelings. Um, yeah. So another question is: Are we going to make this sweatshirt in black? Yes, it's going to be in, in various different colors. And we're also working on a special color of the Roosevelt jacket. I don't think I even told you about that yet. But we're restocking the Roosevelt jacket. That's the, the black body with the camo sleeves. That's going to be back in stock soon. Another 250 of those are being worked on. Those are 100% USA made right here in Queens. We're not in Queens. We're in Long Island. But we're, Queens oh, is on, Long, Island. Long Island. Anyway, those are made all yeah, by oh, hand. Don't get Richie started again <laughs> on that. Those are all, are all made in Queens by hand. That's why they're 150 bucks. They should be $300, but we're trying to keep it reasonably priced for you guys. So those are coming back in stock soon. And then we're going to have an alternate color, which we didn't show off yet, which I think is bananas. I think you're going to like that a lot. Very um, another question here. Um, Let me just say about the black jerseys. The, the, the oh, yeah. I don't like the black jerseys either. So. The resistance I have on the black jerseys is it encroached on everything. So you see how this script is nice and clean with no black drop shadow? That's the way the pinstripe jersey should always look. So if they ever did want to bring the, the black back as a throwback, that's okay as far as I'm concerned. As long as no black drop shadow, no black cap with the blue brim, the hybrid cap with the pinstripes. It got too much. It got to be too much. The thing with the black, too, is I really like like crowd shots of an and excited crowd at a baseball game. And then everyone wearing black, it just looks so dull. You know what I mean? Like, you look at photos or videos or whatever of, like, a college team just going bonkers and everyone's wearing the same Or even the color. Cardinals, that sea of red when the, with the Cardinals. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. Like, when a whole team, that's like, when the Mets were in the, were in the World Series a couple of years ago, I was really trying to promote Orange City because in the playoffs at the time that year, there was no other team that wore orange and everyone was rocking blue. Yep. You know, once the Giants were out, um, and I don't know if the Astros, I don't know, you know, there's not many teams that wear orange, but that year everyone rocked blue. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, why don't we all just wear orange yeah. and spread throughout the throughout Yeah, that the year, that year specifically, the la the final four teams, the Blue Jays, the Royals, the Mets, and the Cubs all had royal as a primary yeah, yeah. color. So like that was the whole idea behind it. And then we kind of just embraced it with our jerseys and our sweatshirts yeah. and all that stuff. So if you don't like orange and you sit with us, I'm sorry, but we're probably going to be orange for a while unless we, like, when we go on the road, we switch it up, like, for the away games. Yeah. If, if they wear blue, too, then we'll wear orange. I feel like the only or if they people... wear orange we'll, or red, we'll wear blue. You know, we switch it up. I feel like the only people who, who don't really like orange are, like, redheads, who they feel like it clashes. <laughs> it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. There totally. was another... I cut you off on another question. You said there was another... I'm looking at the questions here. We're, we're trying to get through them, and everyone's kind of just talking about how much they like the sweatshirt. We should... Thank you. Um, we do have a question here from Mike Jr., what do you think about Robles closing during potential familiar during the potential familiar suspension? Leave Reed in the eighth where he's been great. Robles has been has good stuff, even though he's not always consistent. What I do you think? I think there's merit to that idea. Um, I actually kind of like that. In fact, um, I know that Addison has uh, previous closing experience, and um, obviously it was it was very good in Chicago, not so good in Arizona. So um, listen. The bottom line is uh, they're gonna. They still don't know what's going on with Familia. I think it's criminal that 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 the commissioner can just take as long as he wants to figure this out. The team's got to be able to plan, and uh, uh, you know they're still in on Sergio Romo, who has closing experience also. So he may be a potential option, and that could be uh, a possibility too. Um, obviously, this is Jerry's job to run with. 
Uh, he, he's earned that right. He's been borderline unhittable for the better part of two years. Um, and, you know, hiccups notwithstanding, every closer has them. So, But I do think there's merit in that idea. I, I like keeping Addison in the eighth where he's comfortable. Robles does have good stuff. I like Robles a lot. You brought up um, – what's his name? Romo. That's uh, from Giants, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happened beard. to the beard? What happened to the beard? Not him. What happened to the beard that was like – Borderline wrestler that was also a pitcher. What's his name? Uh, oh, Brian Wilson. Right. What happened to him? I he, like, he had a lot of arm problems. In like a yeah. year, he was gone. Yeah. Like he had a lot of. You know, shout out to him though. Like, you know, smart a, on him for the way he marketed himself. Like he was everywhere. Seems like a really cool dude. Yeah, like, I think that was it. Was it was an axe? But yeah. I mean, whatever. It helped him get in the limelight. It's and, his gimmick, man. To yeah. go on wrestling, it's his gimmick. That's okay. That's cool. We like that. Shout out to Nick Jones, our boy. Mets bro, Mets underscore bro, who actually took a job in Florida yes. to work for the Fire Frogs. So awesome on that. He had to leave us. He had, he had to leave us for Florida. Now he's hanging out with all the old retired people. But yeah, he got a job with the Fire Frogs, and he still has a season ticket with us. So he's going to come back to New York to uh, cheer on the Mets. So shout out to Nick. Um, Nick. Nick's a guy who did a lot of the under the radar uniform kind of stuff too. He. He was kind of like Nico's kind of filling the void left by Mets, bro. Yeah, you know, and uh, and he's kind of gone on to do something in that in that avenue and made it a career for himself. Nick's a great guy, man. I I, I enjoy him a lot, and we were he's I, fun. I, he's got to keep his shirt on at the games, though. dude. I was teasing him for today. That? Yeah. Oh my yeah. When god! He got, when he got chucked, his, his new employer definitely didn't see that one. Hopefully, they're not watching this. They're gonna do some research on you. But leave your shirt on at the game. Yeah, I'm mad at him for saying Big Bang Theory is one of his top five. TV shows of all time. I've never seen it. I don't, I don't get people who like that show. I My parents like it. I still don't understand why. Lizzie actually just asked the question, what kind of vodka are you drinking? None, because I ran out. But we're not going to give any any product yeah. um, placements here unless someone wants to throw us a check. So I'm drinking no-name vodka tonight unless someone wants to uh, we're sponsor for, the show. We're, we're for agents. sale. We're for sale. Yeah. I have no pride. Uh, <laughs> None. Um, Your logo here. Yeah. So Dominic, I can't even pronounce this last name. Dominic Z, when will the Seven Line Seattle away game tickets go on sale? Um, some some people had confusion. They thought that like maybe the away games weren't set in stone, but they all are. I, I bought every ticket for every game that we're going to so far. We have a thousand for every game. We're selling them in order of the schedule. So we're still we're still working with the Mets to schedule the rest of our home game sales. I don't really want them to overlap. Like Brian said tonight. In about 50 minutes, the DC game goes up, and then we're gonna work down the line. So we usually sell them three, four game, three, four months before the game, but definitely start looking at airfare and hotels and all that stuff now. Lock it up; it's as good as gold. We're definitely going. Um, when is that one? That one's in July, so maybe we'll sell it February or March. Um, Brian Shoemaker wants to sponsor the show. I don't know what we could do. Maybe just write his name on our shirt. Yeah. But yeah, Brian, you want to give us some money every week? We'll put your name on our shirt Dude, for sure. Shoe, any, any, any time. Yeah, I take money for anything. <laughs> the shoe show. Uh, Danny Finley wants to know. Shout out to Danny. When's the next camping trip? I, I don't know. I guess we'd have to go back to Cooperstown. We for can that. do it in Darren's yard. Yeah, we'll just have everyone come over the house. We'll yeah. pitch a tent in the yard yeah, and hang out. Um. I do have some ideas that I haven't even really told you about. Um, I don't know how much I, how much I could talk about right now, but I do have ideas for when the Mets are away. Something that we could really do that's super fun, like like a, like a drive-in movie, almost like an outing. I don't know how to word it the right way without giving up too much. An outing, like almost every week throughout the season, but we wouldn't have to sleep over. But it would be a place that you would gather. 
each week, probably on a weekend, to watch the game. Uh, more about that when it actually comes to it's fruition. It's not my house, right? No, it's not your house. Okay. We need room for the office. <laughs> like... Oh, you know what? Another thing here is a, is a comment. I think it was from Vogel. He asked, how is the Sports Illustrated documentary coming? We did talk about it a couple episodes ago. I did get an email today from Josh who says it's going to be done in like the first week of March. Cool. So we're like a little bit, little over a month out. And um, there are talks about having a premiere party on Long Island at a venue that holds about 1,500 people. So the venue's huge. We're hoping it'll be free. If not, we have to pay like a slight cover charge to get in. But really, really big uh, premiere party somewhere on Long Island. I can't really talk about it yet, but in about a month and two weeks or so, it should be done. Cool. Um, so yeah, Sports Illustrated followed us around for the whole last year season, starting back at spring training. They came to the warehouse. They came to all the outings. They went on all the road trips. They went to Cooperstown with us. We got a, re a lot of really, really great content. And it's not really about the Mets. It's about the group and the diversity and the relationships and the friendships and all that stuff that goes along with sitting with us. So it's really interesting. I'm really excited about it. And I think that anyone who doesn't know about us or may, may have like a preconceived notion about the group, like, oh, they think they're better fans, that's going to put it all to rest. It's They're going to knock it out of the park. And I've seen snippets of it. And like I almost tear up watching it. Like the the San Diego parade, which you unfortunately weren't there for, was incredible. And they got some really, really, really good stuff. You so shout out to Josh and Samara and everyone at Sports Illustrated. Can't wait for it to come out. Sometimes, because I I actually believe it or not, have never been to an away outing with you guys yet. And sometimes it's it's fun for me to sit, just kind of like sit on the couch and like kind of just have this pride to know that I like know those guys. Yeah, you know, like to be like that that those are my boys right there, you know, and girls. You know, those are those are my people. And it's it's strange. It, it seems kind of like well, that's kind of like an interesting thing to say, but it's true. Like I love kind of I loved in San Diego when Bart went yard and I just they just had that on at Mets Classics. And like, dude, that was like, oh my god, I can't believe they got to see that. You yeah, know what it I wasn't mean? on the broadcast on on the TV. But Howie, uh, after the home run, he said, the Sevillan Army in yeah. right field might tear this yeah. ballpark yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's there forever. You know what I mean? Like, you it's get awesome. a shout from the man, Howie, that's, that's something that goes down in, in our, our history books. So, um, And Howie and the whole booth and Josh, Lewin and, and Madge, all those guys have been super Wayne supportive. And, and Wayne and everyone over at WOR has been really, really cool and down with the Sevillan Army. So shout out to them. And I, I screwed up. If you want to rewind to last month, last week's episode, I don't know what. Maybe I had too much vodka last week, but I totally had a blunder on on uh, something there. So it's okay. Sorry, everybody, everybody has blunders. Man. And you know what? We're actually going on like an hour and eight minutes now. We'll we'll keep chatting. I mean, I'm having a good time. Right, and going. I also want to make up for the the shitty audio problem we had yeah. in the middle. So um, if you're listening to this afterwards, there may have been like a blank black space in the middle that Keith had to chop out. So sorry about that. Hopefully it's not too confusing. When if you there is, to this. we we did a whole analysis on the Royal Rumble and who's going to enter <laughs> first this Sunday and who's going to win and what the main event at WrestleMania is going to be. So, <laughs> um, she wants to know if he watches on his iPad on his phone. Does it count as two viewers? I don't know, but if you're watching this, actually we didn't talk about this earlier. Even though we did have that screw up in the middle, it helps us out if you could share the episode on. Uh, either your Twitter or your Facebook or there's a share button on Facebook and we're on Facebook right now so click share if you can tell us tell your friends about us we're just trying to get our numbers up trying to get a little bit more of an audience yeah. before the season starts this is something that we're going to do every week as as if we can every week throughout the season we're going to have a really really great episodes 
really great guests coming on. We got to fix these computer problems. That's my fault, but we'll fix that. And um, we'll iron out the kinks now. Because that's why we're doing it now. You know, yeah. we don't want to have like um, Kevin Burkhart sitting here and then we have a, a problem. You know, we look like freaking amateur hour over here, which we are. We are amateur hour, but we're not trying to have some guests over. Amateurish. Amateur. Yeah, I mean, we are like number four already in Mets podcast. So that's right. We're coming for you. We're coming for whoever's number one. Damn it, the seven has a podcast now. I'm going down on the charts. No. But seriously, like, we don't want to shit on the rest of them. But, yeah, we are we are moving up the ranks pretty fast. So share this on Facebook. If you're on um, if you're on iTunes and listening to this, after you're done listening, there's a button that says subscribe. There's a button that says rate and review. Definitely try to leave us a review. If you can, if you like it, I mean, you know, if you hate us, definitely write a review that says you hate us. That's fine, yeah. too. We're Which not is, trying to, you know, mold fine. the, the, the uh, fan base into thinking that this is the best show ever. But if you think it is... Feel free to leave us a comment. I'll buy you beer if you like us. <laughs> if you hate us, oh, it's another thing. But we can't let the cat out of the bag yet either. But I had the phone call with the with the Cyclones this week, and we are going back to uh, Coney Island this summer. Yeah. And the deal is, you know, I, I should just talk about it now. This is breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Uh, shit, I don't even know the date. <laughs> breaking oh. news: We're going back to a Cyclones In game. June. If you want to look at it quick? It's on the Seven Line website. June. In June, I think it's like the 19th or 18th. It's a Saturday. I think it's the first Saturday on their schedule, their home schedule. It is a seat in the uh, right field bleachers, general admission, first come, first serve seating. There's also a new patio that they built that you can see through the fence, kind of like they have at City Field in that area. It was like the Mozone. I don't know what it's called now. So you can see through the fence. There is uh, cornhole, all that stuff back there, and a bar. So... It's going to be two and a half hours of an open bar with not just beer, not just soda, not just wine, but also liquor. I have no idea how they're going to pull this June, off. It's Saturday, June 24th. Saturday, June 24th. Versus the Hudson Valley Renegades. In Coney Island. And um, ticket to the game, it comes with a Coney Island, oh, well, yeah, Coney Island, Brooklyn Cyclones hat, a special event t-shirt. So the hat, the t-shirt, the ticket, two and a half hour open bar. Um, and two food vouchers on top of that. So you can go up and you can get a hot dog, a hamburger, whatever you want, a sausage and pepper. Um, and then you get a second voucher that's for like the accessories, you know, the sides, the fries, the popcorn, the chips, the peanuts, all that stuff. The ticket is only going to be $55 per person. I have no idea how they're going to make any money on this. Are they putting that vodka through like a Brita filter or something? I have no like idea, that? but it's 55 bucks and it gets you all that stuff. So two and a half hours open bar. Uh, it's like an hour and a half before the game when they open the gates and then an hour into the game. The t-shirt, the hat, the food, all that stuff. I have no idea how the Cyclones are going to make any money, but it is only 55 bucks. We don't have the on-sale date yet. They have 800 tickets for us set aside. And um, who knows? We may even see Tebow out there. Yeah, you might see Tebow. <laughs> Definitely, Pearl, probably at least. Maybe Justin Dunn, last year's first-round draft pick. At that point, uh, we should have another first-round draft pick. So um, whoever the Mets take in the first round should at least be getting there. Plus, you never know who's going to be on rehab assignments. Last year, you know, Jose Reyes played a few games in Brooklyn. I went out for that. When he's getting ready. I yeah. love going there, man. Like, yeah. You know, and, and someone actually talked about it last week when we had the Bring Your Kitties topic. It was like, you know – When's a good age to bring a kid to a game? And they were saying, well, you know, maybe you want to spend a little bit less money, bring them out to a minor league game. Yeah, like the Cyclones and, or the Ducks. Or... You know, if you leave early, it's not as it's not hurting the wallet as much. Yeah. You check them out at the, at the Ducks game or Cyclones game. Um, 
Nick wants us to go to Vegas. Hey, maybe Nick, if you have your bachelor party in Vegas, maybe we'll go. Um, yeah, there's definitely no plans to go all the way on the other side of the country to watch a minor league game. After the Cyclones, we definitely have to go. Eileen, the Plunk, have you ever met Plunk? She has her on her back. We have to go up to visit them in Binghamton first. We gotta do. We gotta go up to Binghamton. I, Rumble I used ponies, to live, man. You know, I used to live in Binghamton. I did not. Yeah, I lived in Binghamton for like a year. I. Uh, well, how old were you? Um, like 23, 24. Really? I wasn't in college. I think I went to Nassau Community College, but then uh -huh. my friend went to college there and he had an apartment. Uh -huh. And really, like, dude, rent in college town up near Binghamton was like two or three hundred bucks a I month bet, yeah, to exactly, live there. Yeah. And I was running, managing, whatever, a screen printing t-shirt shop up there. That's how I learned everything for the seven line. But I used to print t-shirts up in Binghamton and we were attached to a building that was like run down. It should have been condemned. But, um... A company called FBM is up there, so I was printing all the FBM's T-shirts and just living, living and hanging out and living the college life and not having to go to college. So Binghamton, I love it. Shout out to the Belmar if anyone's watching this. The Belmar is like, I, it's a dive bar. I don't want to shit on it. Like I, I'm friendly with the owner, but it is a dive bar. And if like the college kids don't go there, so it was pretty cool. Like it was, it was a really great time. I had like a great one year up there. There was a really good skate park there called East Coast Terminal. Um, we're totally rambling now, but. I love Binghamton. We gotta get up there soon. Rumble ponies, man. Go rumble. Ponies. As we're talking, we're forty minutes out from our our, our whole plan wasn't to just like keep talking until eight yeah. o'clock. But the uh, and you gotta get home to a wife and baby. So if you ever need to leave, just give me a tap and I'll turn this thing off. But um, yeah, we're gonna get up to Binghamton eventually. We're gonna go to Brooklyn this year. We have twenty two outings on the schedule this year, including That's spring insane. training. So we have a very 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 stacked summer. Um, get to a couple more questions. Eric, did I go to the Rat? There's a bar called the Rat in Binghamton. Yeah, I went there once or twice. Um, are we doing a $50 promo code tonight? No, we aren't. It's my fault. I forgot to write one down. And the only way we could do it is if the website's already set up for it. So my bad. So we'll have to do that next week. I wanted to do it, guys. I want to do it so badly. <laughs> but Darren just was like, no. Yeah, I wasn't trying to give away another 50 bucks this week. They don't deserve it. All right, so with, without further ado, I guess we're going to wrap this up. We'll see you guys at QBC in a couple days. If you're listening to this afterwards, QBC already happened. We're going to do a little recap next Thursday about, about the QBC, yeah. and we haven't really picked our topics out yet. So if you have any suggestions for topics, things that you think other fans will want to know about or that Brian and I could just sit here and ramble about, definitely let us know. Shoot us a tweet, orange, blue thing on Twitter or the Facebook pages for the Seven Line. We don't have an orange and blue thing Facebook page yet. I'm Darren J. Meenan on Twitter. That's Brian Ernie on Twitter. Follow us. Share this on your on your Facebook walls. If you're listening on iTunes, definitely if you can subscribe, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can, you can, you it can. Takes like it takes like buttons. one second. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely can. go and do that. And we'll see you guys next week. Sorry for the audio issues. Hopefully we don't didn't totally destroy the uh, the audio for the iTunes replay. But we'll see you guys next week, next Thursday. We're always live on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash The Seven Line. Six p.m. on Thursday night. Otherwise, listen to the replay on iTunes. So thanks, guys. See you guys next week. Anything you want to say? That's it. See you guys.